0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? Well, Karen, let's, let's frame this. This morning, I had an hour-and-a-half-long coffee with you, just talking as two humans, mother and daughter, friends, a mm-hmm. little bit of business partners, and now I'm on my second cup of coffee with you. It's a good day.
1: <laughs> it's a good day. And isn't it nice to get up and not be rushed? Yeah, that's one of my non-negotiables. Yeah, I I never used to do that when I was raising kids. And I wish that I had done something like that before you guys even got up. But that probably would have put me up around five o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, and a lot of parents do that. I think for a lot of parents in particular, if they don't have a thing, like uh, an activity or routine that they want to do, then justifying the hour that they get up is like, oh, well, what am I going to do now that I'm awake? Mm-hmm. And they, they head into chores or they head into responsibilities instead of the workout, the journaling, the meditation, the run, the coffee with a friend, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe that's something people are thinking about is, you know, what, what do I get up for? Well, and maybe COVID gave that to people. Or, t- or took it away. Oh, yeah. Not, not to be a pessimist, but it absolutely could have taken it away if oh. their thing took them out of the house.
1: Right. Okay, so then maybe this little chit-chat um, before the show starts is something mm-hmm. that they could go back to and think, wow, I lost that. I wonder when. And what I want to go back to.
0: Or, or how I can, mm-hmm. or how I want to. Had you not accepted Eric and I in your bubble in the beginning, whatever the hell that was, um, I would have had this taken away from me. Right. Yeah. That, that routine of sanity in the morning would have been no longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice that you refer to me as your sanity. Some days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know yesterday it was a
0: challenge. It's all good. Oh, and I'm sure the same is true for you about me.
1: <laughs> That's good. Okay, so actually, before we do really get into the show, I have a cute mini little clip or mini little story to say, and it's just going to take a minute or two, about a client session that we started one day. And I'm just going to use the name Jen for, just because I'm going to name her Jen, and um, this was a woman's session who asked for her soul contract, and this was a specific request. So she's directing the session. She wants her own soul contract. And her grandmother goes, Excuse me, um, excuse me. Um, oh, do you think I could just come in? Do you think I could just come in and just say a quick hi? Excuse me, guides. Um, I'm her grandmother, and I'm very important. And, and I just wanted to say hello to her, and I'm her mother's mother, because, you know, she she needs to hear that. Thank you very much for letting me come in. And I'm just going to sit over here in this chair, and you, oh, I, I don't want to disturb anything, because, of course, you're her guides, and she wants her soul contract. But I'm just going to sit here just to be some support for her. And so I'm thinking, what the heck? What soul on the other side crashes someone's session? By Are you saying, serious? Oh, no, no, no. I'm- I would hope you would do that for me when you die. Well, yes, but I'm just saying, I'm finding this like really funny, Kelly, yeah. that she's saying to the guys, well, I know you're more important than me, but actually you're not. But somewhere on
0: the continuum, I was more important than you. So let's chat. Yes,
1: and and I'm not going to leave either, even though you have the right to tell me to leave. As you were. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to sit in this corner and quote, unquote, offer my grandbaby support. <laughs> and she it. hears her soul contract, and the client says to me, oh my God, Karen, that is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She goes, we called her nosy grandma, mm. because she's not here for support. She's here because she wants to know what the hell's going on. Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay, and that was it. And then we got into her. We got into her session, but we took a moment to both have a good chuckle yeah. at what the hell her grandmother po- managed to pull off with the spirit guides. Cute. And before we start, for any dog lovers, we have Winston sitting in on our podcast show with us this morning for company. Yeah. Okay, Kelly. Into our story. So I need the name of a male, please. Okay. How about Talal? Okay. Thank you. So Talal um, is a client who asks um, for a session based on incorporating a few things. He says, I think you're going to need to go into my medical information because I'm asking about what's going on in my body. But I understand that you're going to want my patterns and I understand that you're going to be looking at my soul contract and that you might also need to access some of my past lives in order to tell me. And I'm like, whoa. Thank you for being self-aware and maybe listening. He's a listener. Hi. Yeah. And he says, you know, he says, I I, I have these medical issues. And he says, and I'm, a, I'm aware of what's going on in my body. And I I am getting help, so I'm going to be able to offer you some validations. It's not all stuff I don't know, Mm. but I've been listening to your show, and you guys are explaining to people in your sessions by talking and connecting to the spirit world that something is going on in the body because, and then what I've discovered by listening is that sometimes you guys are talking about because a past life, because it's playing out again as a pattern in another lifetime. He goes, Jesus, I never knew that before. And he goes, and you're talking about like that if I don't live a healthier life emotionally and make better decisions, that my body is going to reflect that. And he goes, what the hell? He goes, so like, I never knew that before. And he goes, and I don't know how to do any of this. And he goes, and you're also telling people about their current medical and some of their future stuff that might happen If they don't change the way that they're living their lives and do certain things. And he says, and then I understand that we're also just on this planet and shit is happening. Yeah. And he goes, so I'm really confused and I'm just hoping that you're going to say some of this is shit, meaning, you know, environmental, whatever, Mm -hmm. on the planet, And that some of it's my family stuff and so on and so on. And he says, I just don't know who else does this. I just listened to your show so I know you and Kelly do. So I want all of that. I want to be able to hear somebody who's going to piece it all together for me because I don't know how to do that. And then I'm going to stay active in this and I'm going to say to you what I think makes sense. But I also understand it won't all make sense to me. So I'm going to record it. Because I know that in my future, some of it will make sense and that some of it will because it's already in my past or it's happening to me now. He says, so I've been waiting to book my appointment because I've been listening to shows regularly so that I have a better understanding of how to access what you guys are doing.
0: Very cool. Can I add an element? Yeah. And I'm not saying because he missed it. I'm just saying because I want to add it for for listeners who are probably thankful for his summary. Um, is that sometimes even with all of the very helpful information, affirmed or not, the process still sucks. And I'm saying that because some people, like Dee, for example, mm-hmm. will come and we will have to say to her, you're going to have to push and advocate. You're going to meet two doctors before you meet the one that actually wants to help you. You're going to have to go to multiples before you get the right referral because they're open to referring. And I'm not trying to throw the medical system under the bus. Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know and that's fine. But I think some people show up and this is kind of a, a backwards compliment, thinking that we're just going to give them the answer that they have to do and everything's going to be fine. And it's mm-hmm. going to be smooth sailing because they have answers. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you have to hear it that the person that you have to deal directly with in the beginning doesn't want to help you.
1: Or can't, or, or doesn't can't. have the time, or doesn't have the resources. Or that
0: the system is backed up or or whatever that is. And mm-hmm. the information is still accurate, still there. But you still have to go through a process.
1: Yeah, I know. And you know what, Kelly? I I certainly see where some clients would would say something like, well, no, just tell me the name of the third doctor, and I'm not going to go to the first two. Just tell me their name, and what city, and what is the name of their practice, and what street are they on, and could I get a phone number?
0: And A, I wish that it happened like that for us. But B... I think everyone is rolling their eyes and scoffing, knowing that that's not how the medical community works. Mm -hmm. You don't just get to call up the specialist you want and heard of, and they're like, I'd love to take you. It's go through these hoops and this system, and again, back to the word process, before you're even allowed to talk to me directly.
1: Yeah, and sometimes those medical people need to meet you to be able to know that they have to say no. Mm-hmm. or that they have to run some tests and hit a brick wall and say, I'm at the end of my capabilities and my knowledge, and or and this is beyond my scope, or I've run out of time, or whatever the situation is, because they have to sit in their situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as you're saying, and I agree, it's not even always that they don't have the time or they don't have the knowledge. Sometimes it is, like you said, it is a system that mm-hmm. doesn't allow them to do what they can do.
0: And then, which we haven't talked about, is the added layer of soul contracts, that Mm -hmm. maybe you are a case that is stumping a lot of people, and that is important to the growth of the field, or to the growth of their career, or to the growth of their mindset within their career, right? Like, we are all affecting each other's contracts in some way, shape, or form with how we push each other to learn or push each other into resistance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't skip process because of
1: that hmm That's a good explanation. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so Talal um, gives full permission for all of these different services too. And the guides begin the entire session and say, Karen, we'd like you to take a look at his spine. And I just kind of turn, I'm going to say to my left, and I get to see what they're showing in the spine. But I also want to point out that I get to feel it in my spine and I'm glad because it's teaching me about my own spine as I feel C1 and they say look C1 needs this and I'm like oh god and I can feel it in my C1 way up at the top of my spine you know at the at, what do you call that the Kelly like base right at of your the back. skull but yeah base of the skull too and it's like okay that is exactly where C1 is That helps me as a human being so that when I have my turn to go to my chiropractor, I kind of know when my chiropractor is going to say to me, your C1 is out, or I know how it can radiate pain and give me pain behind my eyeballs or whatever, right? So while it's good to have this education for him and to tell him, it's also helpful helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. So what they showed me at the very beginning, and he wrote down, because he's doing his note-taking and I'm not, is C1, C3, T1, T2, T7, T8, L1, L4, SI joint, left side. And so he goes, okay, go slower, sh- tell me again. And I'm like, oh, wait, I've got to go back and I've got to see it and Take a look again. And he goes, I'm writing it all down, Karen. I'm, I'm going to go through and ask you about different different areas. And he says, um, and also he says, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> I said. Ooh, a yeah. scan? Yeah. And he says, I want you to see something. Can I text it to you? And I said, you can. And he says, I'm going to send it to you now. Because you're going to be able to see what you've done. So he sends me a picture of the spine. And it's just a sketch. But it's one done by somebody, professional. And you can see that his chiropractic office has got their stamp on the the drawing. And where this chiropractor has literally um, circled in a pen all of the different areas on it where he's made adjustments or where he has said that there are problems in the back. He says, I just want you to see what you've just done. So I said, okay. So I took out my cell phone cause it was sitting on my desk and he sent the, the picture and I'm looking at it, Kelly and honest to God, the spirit guides got every single one of them. Nice. They got them all right. And I was just freaking blown out of the water. And, and, and I say that, not because I don't believe that they can't that they can do it. I'm just always um, in awe that they're doing this. I just never get tired of it. I am just always, I'm just always just so delighted by how much they love their human beings, and that they're willing to tell p- medical intuitives so that we can help people. Mm-hmm. So then he says to me, okay, he says, um, so now you know where I hurt. <laughs> and I said, well, hold up. I said that the guides are saying, and I can feel that you do not hurt in all of these places at the same time, all the time. You hurt in these places at individual times, and sometimes they get, all of it can be the same, or It can be like a Rubik's Cube. It changes. And as you twist it, there will always be some of these in a different kind of um, grouping. And he goes, that's absolutely right. And I said, and I don't see, I don't get from the spirit guides that this is one injury where you had all of these things happen to you because you fell off a snowboard or because you played football or you got smashed in hockey or you had a car accident. And I said, or you were born this way. And he went, Ooh, I didn't realize you were going to say something like that. He goes, okay. He goes, it's true. I wasn't born like this. He says, I, I wasn't born with any of these issues. And he says, and it is true that to my knowledge, I didn't have all of this all at once. He says, I had stuff going on in my neck with a particular thing. And he says, and quite honestly, Karen, some of this stuff, I don't know where it came from. He says, I just really don't understand. It was like, I became an adult and I had to see a chiropractor. There, age. Pardon? There, age. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're 30 now.
0: We don't work properly. Fuck you. <laughs> Your pass
1: is over, yeah. babe. <laughs> right? Oh my God, that's such a good point, Kelly. That's really good. I don't think people realize until you say that, that our body can, can be treated or our minds can be treated a certain way. Let's go with our mind or our human with behaviors, the way we're raised. And then all of a sudden we can hit, like you say, you you know, maybe you hit your thirties and all of a sudden that's really coming to play and you're, you're, Your stuff from childhood is responding in your C1 and your C3. And it's like, what the hell is this kink? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And why won't this kink go away? And you try your massages and maybe you try physio. Maybe you try a bunch of things, an osteopath. You might try several things and then all of a sudden um, want more information. Because as often as you're going, um, nothing is actually ever coming to a conclusion for you. Mm And I'm so darn grateful that the spirit guides are going to piece it together for him. So I asked the guides where they want to begin. And they said, can we go to the lumbar spine first? And I said, well, you tell me. So they said, we're going to say that what's going on in his lumbar spine, which was the L1 and the L4. And they're even, I think, addressing some of the SI joint stuff. But they said the lumbar spine stuff goes right back to childhood. And they are explaining in his childhood how his parents shame him, how they criticize him, how they use verbal abuse to the point where he feels shame as a child. And how the guides show that as he goes through life, he doesn't deal with the shame. He doesn't even really understand that he's seeped in it. He doesn't understand that it leads to people pleasing on his part, avoidance issues on his part, where he just avoids situations at work where there's confrontation by calling in sick. Or he avoids confrontation, and not just confrontation, even if somebody just wants to give him responsibility. If he's lacking the confidence to do it, he will say he will do it, but then something comes up and I can't come in. Or I'm too busy, or he just makes more problems in the current job that he's in, which is sabotage, in an attempt to avoid what he's doing so that he doesn't have to fail at something and feel potential shame. So I explained that to him and I said, Does this make sense to you, Talal? And he goes, It sure does but I would have never have associated that with my lumbar spine and my hip issues. But he says that can make a ton of sense given that I do do that at work. And when shit's going on at work, my wife always says she knows because I'm at the chiropractor more often. Mm. And I said, well, okay, I'm just gonna check in with the guides and see if there's other issues around the lumbar spine and give them to you. And he goes, that would be great. He goes, I need to sit and pause about what the hell I'm doing then. And he says, this whole issue about my dad and all of this criticism and all of this shame, he goes, I got to come back and ask you about that. So I, with his permission, I said to the guides, is there any other thing going on here? And they said, well, yes, his wife is his dad. And I'm like oh, shit, he's married his father? And the guide said, oh, 100%. And when you point that out, he's totally going to deny it. So be prepared because he's one lazy shit. He does not want to have to do any work. He's asking you all these things because he wants to understand. But he has not come to the decision that with understanding means that his next step is actually to make changes. Mm -hmm. He's looking for understanding today with the idea of, yeah, that should be good. That should be all I need for the rest of my life. Not, now I got to do something with those understandings. So this is going to be tough on him because he thinks he's like really stepping up to the plate today. And he's not going to like this answer. So he's going to tell you that he really loves her. And I said, well, what the hell am I going to say when he says he really loves her and he's not willing to admit this? And they said, well, you're going to tell him that we really don't care.
0: Also, it's irrelevant. <laughs> like, I'm okay, if we're just talking about facts and observations, two things can be true at the same time. You can have married the personality of your father. And you can love her and that's complicated, but that you, you, you can't use, oh no, but I love her as a negation of another
1: fact. Kelly, that's really good. So the guides explained that I needed to say exactly what they said and that I needed to do it in a way where I'm saying, look at this, isn't an opinion. This is channeling. This is your soul and your spirit guides. And you came here today to ask a question, and we're answering the question. And if you don't want to be held accountable to anything, that's okay. But if you want to go to therapy, if you want to figure this out, or you want to sit in another session with Karen or Kelly, then you can ask about what first steps are. You can continue with this. So the spirit guides explained, and I thank you very much for explaining so much more, um, And we didn't get into an argument, I explained it to him and he just sat there and he was kind of stiff about it. And I said, well, um, this might be a boundary crossing for you. So maybe I'll hit the pause button and uh, let's do a check-in. So we did a check-in and we, you know, the questions that you and I ask, does this cross a boundary? Is this answering your question? Is this meeting your needs? And then he kind of hit the pause when I asked those three questions <laughs> and he goes, oh, geez. He goes, okay. He goes, so you're telling me that in booking a session like this, I'm going to be faced with some things that I really didn't, I wasn't really prepared to hear. So did you just start listening yesterday? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, come on, you can't be a listener and think that you are going to get away with shit.
1: You know, Kelly, all depends on how you
0: go through life, right? Unless you think you're untouchable and that you're above, what, the guides? Yes. Right? Isn't it though? We aren't even above the guides in the session that we are conducting, Yeah, they give us shit. Yes, if we get in our own way, you don't think they're going to give it to you as a client?
1: Oh God! And 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 listeners know that the spirit world gives you and I shit. When people listen to this show, they hear how we 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 fess up to it. We say, "And I got my ass kicked," or the spirit guide said this to me. You and I chuckle about it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there was, I'll say, a healthier conversation. Um, that allowed us to continue and where he was able to say, you know what, Um, I can see where my wife is like my father. Great. And, um, okay. And and there was, like, he doesn't have to go in and say, okay, and fine, I'm willing to admit it and do all kinds of work about it. But he got to the point of just being able to say, okay, I, I can see that. I'm okay to say that. And just as we were going to wrap up that little session, or that little piece of it, the guides say we're going to step in and we want to talk about C1 and C3, and this is his rigidity. This is his inability and unwillingness to take a look at himself, to create any sense of self-awareness. Even though he's here asking you, he really thought that he was going to get answers like C1 and C3 are about um, this particular uh, time when I fell off my skateboard. He, He was looking for some specific answers. He heard you guys talking about other deeper things with other people. He just didn't think he had any deep things to deal with because he doesn't deal with anything deep. Which is why he's married his father, and he wasn't really willing to go there. Mm -hmm. And so C1 and C3 is this rigidity. And so he asked a good question. He, He said, Karen, does this mean that if I actually looked at the way my relationship is with my dad... I'd have to look at my relationship with my wife and say I was brave. Say I was, you know, I picked up my shit and I was really willing to work here. Say I got a good therapist and I did it. Does this mean that my neck problems and my lower back problems and my SI joint problems could go away? Like, is this really how deeply this is connected into the body? And I said, it's possible. It is absolutely possible. And it has happened for other people. And I said, it might be something that you have to look into and you have to work on to see how much of it is just that versus if there are other things as well.
0: Well, and there's always going to be other things because you've got the physical body to work with.
1: Right. So physically,
0: we tense as a response to emotional pain. And even though we don't think we feel the emotional pain, we're tensing to avoid the feeling of it, which is his case. So you're training the very physical paraspinal muscles to respond or react in a particular way to these areas that the guides identified. So if he is working on the relationship, doing self-work and communicating in a healthier way, Okay, great. We're not tensing as much, but you now still have to do the work physically to retrain the paraspinal muscles to not go into an automated response of, no, no, hold the bone up here. Here, Hold the um, vertebra up in this position because we're used to being tense. There's a retraining of the neurons and the cells themselves Mm -hmm. to relax, to come into a new state of being, Mm -hmm. a new normal,
1: as we like to call it. Mm -hmm. So and I'm, I'm really so, so grateful that you're explaining this to everybody listening. And hopefully he's listening and hearing it. I'll say maybe for the first time, because I don't remember the guides going in and telling him anything to that degree. I remember the guides just simply saying to him, because of the notes that I wrote, that he might need yoga to be able to help him learn to breathe, to relax, that he might need physio and massage to help him um, relax, even as he's going through therapy, because it might get tighter, he might feel worse at the beginning of therapy, until still he starts using some of the tools, and that if he goes to therapy and doesn't get any tools, he might not feel better at all, and that he really would need somebody that would be able to explain things to him so he can have an understanding, be able to breathe and stretch through those things and then be able to implement tools. But while he's practicing his new tools for the first time, these very same areas might feel wonky again. But I love what you've just done as well, because it's really explaining to people that as he's going through all of this process, what you've explained is exactly what's going on. Well, yeah, this is why we encourage people to have a health team. Perfectly set. Yes. Because sometimes it is not going to just be all in your chiropractor's hands to adjust your neck once or twice, which I understand people saying, oh, I don't go to a chiropractor because they want you hooked. They want you to go two, three times a week for the rest of your life. And it's like, well, you, you may have to. No, your body's hooked on stress. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with the chiropractor. They're there to be able to help you try and get everything where it's supposed to be. It's your job to figure out the other team members and do all of your work, including with a therapist as part of your team, Mm -hmm. so that you can actually come out of all of these things and, like you said, and then build a a healthier body. Yeah. You have to run your own marathon. Oh, I like that. You
0: you can't say, I ran three marathons this year, but you sent your Cairo, your physio, and your medical doctor passed the finish lines for you. Like, that's Mm. not how it
1: works.
0: (laughs) No, they ran a marathon.
1: Oh, that's such a good analogy. And then we move on with the guides to T7 and T8, and they say to him that this is the area where he feels betrayal. And he goes, hmm, can I think about that for a minute, about where I feel betrayed? And I said, absolutely, and I'm going to keep talking to the spirit guides. And they said, well, he feels betrayed because he lies to people, he people pleases. And then he people pleases them so much that they don't really know him, that they don't really know how to connect to him. So when he's hanging around them and he thinks these are his buddies or these are his um, this is his best friend or this is his partner or this is a coworker I've worked with or my boss for two decades, and they don't really know him, he feels betrayed by them that they don't promote him, that they don't uh, meet his needs. They can't meet his needs because they don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And so he just thinks that I'm. he's so isolated. He thinks nobody understands him. Nobody gets him. And really thinks, well, why don't why don't they? I do all of these things for them. How come they don't do things back for me? But they don't know how to do things back for him. They haven't got a clue. And they, quite frankly, most of them don't have any interest to. Because the payoff of him just constantly doing for them suits them. So he also doesn't pick healthy people to be in relationships with. He's picking people that see friendship as you feed me, you're my supply. He doesn't understand and they don't understand that relationships are supposed to go both ways and then feels super betrayed and T7 and T8 don't like it. Mm-hmm. They, they are responding and I'm going to say like a knife in the back where he just doesn't feel any support. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, it's neat, the subconscious drive to choose these unhealthy relationships that support your worldview, that I need to be of service to others. I'm not supposed to have needs, I'm supposed to be useful to other people. And that's what gives me worth, right? Because we're talking about being on a pendulum of people pleasing to feeling aggressive or passive aggressive, however it's being expressed. And none of it is healthy, but you've chosen these people that just confirm what you already have chosen to believe instead of doing the work and challenging the belief system and saying, ooh, i got to make some changes.
1: And he comes to that belief from dad. The guides bring him back and say, and we're going to take you right back to where we started with the lumbar spine. And we're going to talk about the relationship with your father again, and then That this is where this originates. This is how dad treats you. You are his supply and you people please dad. And mom supports that. Mom teaches you to do it and encourages you, keep the peace. And you pick a partner who's dad, where you do what you've been doing all your life.
0: Yeah, it keeps you, it keeps the feeling of familiarity in check. Not comfort, and I'm saying this on purpose, right, because it's not actually comfort, but it's like, oh, I know what this is like, and I know how to operate within it without rocking too many votes.
1: And the guides explain to him that he wants to believe that his father loves him. He wants to believe that his wife loves him.
0: Well, yeah, because if I don't believe that anymore, then I have to understand that I have to be a whole individual person in order to be loved. And I don't really know what that's like, so I don't think I'm going to do that. I'll just feed myself the belief that if I keep serving, I will be loved.
1: And that brings us to really at the very end of the session, how it's all sitting in that SI joint. And and somebody maybe in some chiropractor might want to reach out to us and say, and that makes sense because the SI joints are the hips. And that is where the biggest foundation of the entire skeletal system sits. I don't know. Well, it doesn't even have to be a chiropractor. And, and I love my chiropractors,
0: plural. So don't, don't take offense to that. But we know this from Reiki. We know this from all different kinds of systems that that pelvic bowl is about belongingness. And if the belief system is I don't belong unless or I will only belong when, how does it not seize every day, every minute? Every time you're in an interaction with someone figuring out how to belong in this relationship or interaction.
1: Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. And so this is where the guides wrap up his session and say, you asked us about what was going on in your spine. We are bringing all of these different areas back to these issues. Now it's going to be your responsibility to go out and to find a bigger team than the one that you currently have in one particular person putting it on their responsibility to fix your to, to fix your health issues where you need a full team to do this because that one person is not capable of doing everything you need for you and the guide said and neither is your partner
0: and through no fault of their own none That's of us right. are supposed to be that for ourselves or for others. Please expand on that. I can't meet all of my needs as an individual. I need the village, the personal and the professional village. You cannot meet all of your needs. That's why you have built your own village. So like, how do we expect someone else to meet all of our needs if that's not even a requirement to be a whole person? It's good. We, we exist as a social species for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you something. So listeners who don't know what you mean by a whole village, could you please tell us who some of the professionals in your village? Uh just the professionals? Yeah. Oh no. Pardon me. The whole village. Can you explain to some people what you what you mean by a village?
0: Yes. I will start with the professionals. So, and, and again, you know, some of you are going to have your own belief system is about professionals and that's fine. That's your business to explore. And I'm sure there's professions that I have yet to explore given where I live in the world. Um, I have energy healers around me. I have chiropractors. I have specialists of doctors for different areas of the body. I have an MD. I have a naturopathic doctor. I have mental health professionals around me that keep me in check, that I book appointments with. There are, let's actually talk about different professionals having nothing to do with the body. I have an auto body shop that helps me out to keep my village, to keep me running, right? I have the hairstylists and the estheticians. I have people who love their own unique professions that help make my life easier and more possible. And then in the personal side of things, I have individuals who embody the healthiest parts of what a father figure should be, of what a mother figure should be. And I have them in multiple friends and family members so that my mother doesn't have to be my everything. My father doesn't have to be my everything. I have people who I consider to be my very best friends for different parts of my life.
1: We need all of them. Okay, and I'm just going to wrap up the show. I'm I'm going to say that you have done a beautiful job. The session has ended. You have wrapped it up by really beautifully defining for everybody how massive a village can be.
0: And is supposed to be, because we haven't even talked about the fact. I'm childless, right? I have fur babies. I don't have human babies. If I did, my village would also consist of nannies, and other caretakers so that I can be a whole individual while I still have my child's needs met by someone else who's great at what they do, and we can hand off, trade off, and both be there to add dynamic things to that kid's life where I'm not expected to be everything all the time.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. And I hope everyone has a wonderful Saturday.
0: Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.